talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> And then I'm talking <laughs> No, but wait, wait, I have something for him. Boom, you get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong Alright, welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History It Retails Podcast. I am your host, Moses Sorry. With me to my left is Achi. Hello. And with me to my right is my brother Josh. What's good, baby? And first Take things me out of dinner. <laughs> and first things first, uh happy New Year's guys. Hey, welcome Year. to 2022. Doo-doos. Let's see how long it's gonna take for me to stop writing 2021 on official papers and finally get it. How long does how long how long you does it take for you to get acclimated to the I new got, year? I'm still writing 2011. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, right? Where you been, bro? I don't know. Something about me graduating high school 2011. You I'm know what? Writing. I got used to it only because I've been writing the full year. Yeah. Twenty twenty one, like literally the whole year. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing just twenty one, you know, I don't know. How long does you, how long does it usually take for you to get acclimated? Into writing the actual year. How far into the new year do, do you realize? La- last year, it took me like a week. This year, I don't think it's going to take that much. Oh, I think I'm like, I'm like in April still writing. The year. <laughs> <laughs> like April, oh I'm, still, I'm still writing like the year before. Hey, hey, this would be Josh over here, 2011. I'm so stuck 2011. Damn, bro. Yeah, it's 20, 2000 feels like 10 years ago. Considering this is a new year, we decided that we're going to start this year. By throwing nothing but facts at you guys. <laughs> this whole episode is going to be a bunch of did you knows. Did you knows. This is going to be an episode that literally is Josh in every other episode. Yeah, you might think I decided to make an episode <laughs> of this, but I did not. You know what inspired this episode for me? I was watching a video about how katanas are made. Yeah, that fucking the the, the fun video sent. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know? Did you know there's a YouTube series called Did You Know? Yes, and it's one of my favorite YouTube series. It's of fucking all time. dope. I love that shit, especially when they cover the games. Yep. Like freaking, uh, what was it? How stuff works. Yes. I love that. Right. Anyways, start off your fucking segment. What kind of host would I be if I didn't mama bird you guys a few gothic facts about the queen of goth herself? Did you say mama bird? Yeah, you know how mama bird. You're gonna be chewing or fucking. I'm feeding you guys. That's what I meant. I'm feeding you guys facts about the gothic goth queen herself, Mary Shelley. But before we start, I am going to dedicate this segment of the podcast to Anne Rice, who we lost a few weeks ago, who was the mother of all queen goths she gave us fucking interview with the vampire she gave us queen of the damn vampire lestat she forever changed vampires she's she's a queen vampress she is herself she yeah so you know shout out to her she died the same day as vicente fernandez oh, <clears throat> december damn. 11th and people were talking so much shit to me Cause I put up hell. Cause I dare put up, you. Cause I put up. I put up R.I.P. for her and not for Chente. People are like, "What the fuck?" I'm like, "Bro, I don't listen." Like, it's not for me. Just, just, this is for me. That's my dad. That's that, 
That's for you. Yeah. That's for me. All right, so let's begin. Did you know oh. that as a child, Mary Shelley loved to read by her mother's grave? Whoa, that's gothic as shit. So Mary's mother died giving birth miracle. to her. And she spent her childhood visiting her mother's grave with her father. But after he remarried, he stopped visiting the grave. Mm. But she continued visiting her mother. And if that wasn't gothic enough, she would often read her own mother's work. Because both of her parents... The writers. The writers. That's so cool. she would read her, mo- her mom's own work at her mom's site. Mm. I was like, wow, that's gothic as fuck. Mm-hmm. But did you know that Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein as part of a dare? That was a dare? When she was 18? That was a dare? Kind of. Okay, all right. Okay, so the story goes that Mary and her husband were traveling around Europe, and during a rainy day, they met up with Mary's stepsister, Lord Byron, and fucking John Polidori. These guys are important, and I'll explain to you guys in a little bit why they are important. All right. But they met up, and it was a rainy day. They couldn't do anything, so they're like, fuck it. Let's just read horror stories. So they spent all day reading ghost stories. And then Lord Byron said, all right, we're going to go to bed. How about tomorrow morning? We spend all day. We're going to go to bed. Write the scariest story you can think of, and we'll read it tomorrow. Oh. Okay. So everyone's like, okay, we all go to bed. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. She's like, bet. Damn. Lord Byron wrote a story called A Fragment, and John Polidori wrote a short story called A Vampire. So that meeting that took place is insane. Especially someone like me, because how influential these guys were to not only writers that I admire, but to genres themselves. Mm. Right? So outside of Mary Shelley, we have Lord Byron. And if you are a vampire nerd like me, you've probably heard his name a few times. But for those of you that are normal and have lives, Lord Byron is looked as is looked at as one of the greatest English poets of all time. This guy was the shit when it came to poetry, especially romantic, like romanticism. He was like the leader of that movement. And he is responsible for the vampire going from this undead, dirty creature to this aristocratic European gentleman. So during these So during this little three-day meeting, Lord Byron wrote a story called A Fragment, a vampire story where the vampire is more zombie than anything, which is what it used to be before. Mm -hmm. And the story is where the narrator dies and is shocked to see his face turn black and his body starts to decompose. A famous line from that story goes, I was shocked with the sudden certainty, with the sudden certainty which could not be mistaken. His countenance in a few minutes became nearly black. So John Polidori borrowed parts of Lord Byron's story, but based his main character on Lord Byron. So he based his main character, Lord Ruthven, on Lord Byron, making Lord Ruthven the very first vampire as we know them today. And it's this story where Polidori introduced romanticism into the vampire canon, forever changing and creating a genre onto itself. So in this little meeting, 
a few young chaps, 18, 21, 23, 25, decided to try and scare each other. Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein in June 1816, inspiring everyone from Lovecraft to Guillermo del Toro with arguably the world's most famous monster. Lord Byron wrote a fragment that same day, June 1816, which inspired the vampire, which Polidori started that same year, but published it three years later in 1819. And again, Polidori's story was a huge hit. So this meeting could very well be considered the pillars of which modern horror and literature was built on. Like with Polidori, we wouldn't have gotten Varney the Vampire, which first introduced the vampire fangs. Which wouldn't have gave us Carmilla, which without Carmilla we wouldn't have Dracula, and trying to trying to think of a world without Dracula is ridiculous. So out of a dare, out of these three bored writers, now that's scary. What Dracula? A world that, without you know, Dracula. Dracula. Now that's a scary fucking story. I mean, so that's why this meaning is so insane. Like there were just three people: a poet, a goth, Mary Shelley, who was eighteen, and Polidori, who was who wasn't even a writer. He was a he was Lord Byron's like uh, personal doctor. There were what? he was a personal doctor. <laughs> he's the one that came up with the vampire. He wrote the story of the vampire. So, so what Polidori did? He's like he wasn't a writer, but he liked John uh, Lord Byron's story. So, like, oh, let me copy it and let me switch a few things around. Mm. So, because he wasn't a writer, he didn't know what what you could and couldn't do. So, he's like, all right, I'm gonna make the vampire. I'll make him like this rich, fancy guy because he based it off Lord Byron. Mm. And it was like the whole romanticize the the whole <laughs> romanticism was the thing at the time. So like, all right, so let me inject love and like sexual themes into this vampire story. So fuck it. So he ignited. So basically, he t- made the prototypical fucking vampire. And all of this was because they were stuck in a house while it was raining and they couldn't do anything. So like that was uh, us last week. Yeah. So yes, <laughs> for, for us Californians, that's what it was. But imagine three friends are like, all right, fuck it, let's try to scare each other. All right, let's do it. And the next day, one of them writes fucking Frankenstein. The other one yeah. writes the fucking fragment, which inspired the vampire, which basically gave us a prototypical vampire as we know fucking today. And it was just because it was just like, we ain't got shit to do. We got bored. Yeah, we got bored. That's insane. I could talk about that fucking meaning forever. Like, so I can tell. I can tell. For fucking I can tell. I can tell. ever. I can tell. Now, the scary part is there is a parallel or another universe that this never happened, would you like to visit that parallel universe if you had the chance to see the outcome oh, of oh, that? Yes. To see the outcome. Maybe maybe there's a better so, vampire or something so better. Yeah, so. So here's the thing. So while, thought, so, while they were, so, so, so they were in a villa, like, like in a villa, yeah, out yeah. in Italy, I think, or in Venice, right? They were at Lord Byron's house. He was a rich motherfucker, right? Of course. Lord who? Lord Byron. 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 Let me take take me over dinner. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, so, <laughs> so there, so take a sip. So there at his, so there at his villa, right? Big bong, yeah. <laughs> so Mary Shelley, she, she was stuck in this house. So outside of her window, she was facing the mountains, and it was raining, right? And it was the thunderstorms. So from her perspective, she's like thunder mountain so that's why that's why her story frankenstein is kind of like heavy because she, mm. she used the the rain Visuals the rain and everything from what it she had yeah yeah and lord byron he had the window facing like the lake and the flowers so when it was raining you could still see how pretty and beautiful it was but so dark. 
it, it was still dark and because of um polidori he was his polidori was with him the whole time they kind of shared the same view so imagine if they had switched rooms like i wonder how frankenstein how she would have wrote Fra if well, frankenstein would be a little more romantic and the vampire and the vampire would have been a little more darker just because at a different point of because the whole time they were just staring out the window mm -hmm. she's writing she, she's staring at these mountains and now she sees this thunder and rain and mm -hmm. that's how she gets frankenstein that's how frankenstein gets created remember mm -hmm. he uses the thunder during a thunderstorm to fucking victor to create give life to Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. I wonder if she didn't have that, what would have happened? What would have been her thing? Like it's crazy. So this is, for, I, I, I can forever talk. So about how did that. they even meet though? So at the time, Lord Byron, I think he was having an affair. He was cheating on his wife with Mary Shelley's sister, stepsister. Oh, oh. and he got caught and he got kicked out of England. Oh shit. Yeah, and they're like, oh. <laughs> he didn't get kicked out of his house. Yeah, he got, he got kicked out of fucking England? Get the fuck yeah, out of the country, bro. Somehow there was some incest involved. <clears throat> Whoa. Oh. So he needed to get the Whoa. fuck away. And Mary Shelley, she wasn't innocent herself, right? I did? She was 16 when she met her husband, Percy. He was 21. Okay. They were from noble families. They were kind of neighbors. Right, right. When they met, he was already married, but they got they got along so well. And during this trip that they took, um, Percy took Mary Shelley on this trip around Europe. And he said it's for business. His wife found out and his wife killed herself. Oh, shit. While they were out on this trip. Damn. So Mary so Mary Shelley was the side chick of Damn. Percy. But at this point, they were in love already. They, were, yeah. they felt hard in love with each other. Yeah. And he just... Because there was so much politics involved because they were like noble. He yeah. couldn't just be like, oh, it's over with his wife or else a bunch of shit would have happened. So I guess instead of doing that, he's like, you know, I'm just going to run away. So they were so they were doing their own thing. Lord Byron was doing their own thing. They're like, hey, we're both pieces of shit. Let's hang out. You know, I have, like, a, I have a house somewhere in Venice. Beautiful three-story house. Let's just go chill over there. They're like, all right. And they went. And when they showed up, it was fucking raining. So they couldn't do anything except yeah. fucking <laughs> write, read horror stories. Are you running away too? Because I'm running away. He's like, oh, you're a piece of shit. I'm me too. What you guys want to write scary stories? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm down. Right, you're down. You're obviously down. Oh my gosh, damn, that's funny. Yeah, so that's what, so that's what ended up happening. See, these are all the side stories that I want to hear from a history class. And it's this shit would have been interesting as fuck, bro. Depends on the instructor. That's heavily dependent on the instructor. That's true. That's true. Cause you sound bored as fuck. Mm. I'm gonna be bored as fuck. Mm -hmm. yeah, you have, yeah, you have to have someone who's like enth like enthusiastic about the subject for you to actually give a fuck. True, true. Yeah. Yep. That 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 meeting. That could be a whole episode. Anyways, let's move on. Hey, bro, is that a chub I see? Yo, Did you yo, know? Yo, yo, <laughs> hey, yo, hey, yo, yo. Did you know that this chub you see <laughs> is a result? <laughs> of what? Because that Mary Shelley was obsessed with cemeteries. Okay, right. So we That's just surprised. so we just heard about her visiting her mom's tombstone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But after her father remarried, a neighbor that Mary did not approve of, she wanted to spend as little time at home as possible. So she frequently visited the St. Pancras Churchyard, and this is where Mary met her husband Percy. She was sixteen, and he was twenty-one. Like I said. 
and they often took long walks at the churchyard and nobody saw it weird nobody thought it was weird or you know or anything and everybody just assumed that they were just just chilling hanging they, they out. were just vibing as young anarchists because that's what kids did back then they were just like let's overthrow the government you know that's what uh, rich people did when they were bored they just thought about things to make things better for themselves so that's what they just thought they were doing they're all just hanging out talking about reforms and just let them let them do their thing let them be but this is where mary made percy's goth girlfriend fantasy a reality mm. and they made sweet sweet gothic love to each other in the cemetery oh damn but they bumped nasties after they said they loved one another like they didn't just meet and started fucking in the graveyard uh they, you they, trying to fuck uh, they hung yeah. out they would hung out almost every day and then eventually they fell in love with each other and then they're like all right well i mean i'm here you're here no one else is here and then they just ended up you know boning in a boneyard <laughs> yeah that's that's pretty gothic do you think they did that so that way they because they didn't have a place they didn't it's not like they have a freaking a motel, place to go, a, a yeah. motel right around the corner. I'm pretty sure that was one of right? the factors, right? They're just like, well, where can we fuck? People won't, don't won't know about it. Graveyard makes sense. Yeah. Did you know that the inspiration for Frankenstein came to her in a nightmare? This was prior to. Yeah. So the inspiration for Frankenstein, she already had the inspiration for Frankenstein, right? But it was during that meeting where they're like, let's write a scary story. She's like. Oh, I've had this nightmare for a while. And then that's what she... Nice. Bam. Nice. All right. So we know how Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. You know that night, that a nightmare she had was the inspiration for it. Or at the very least, the inspiration for Victor Frankenstein. Mm. All right. So leading up to that legendary meeting, Mary and her husband, they were, like I said, they were, they were all over Europe just visiting doing their ship and during one of these visits they visited castle frankenstein there was already a f- castle called frankenstein already yeah and this is most likely where she borrowed the name for her story so yeah, franken i think means family and stein means wood so it's like stone no stein means stone so it's like this family stone okay so like that's what frankenstein like means in german i think Frankenstein. So it's at this Frankenstein castle where they learn about Johann Conrad Dippel. What? He was an alchemist who was rumored to have robbed the graves and experimented on dead bodies in the Frankenstein castle. Dippel was convinced that he could bring back that he could bring a body back by injecting it with a little cocktail made up of blood and bone, often made from both animal and human corpses. This was a real thing that happened at this Frankenstein castle, right? What? So it's after visiting this castle and after finding out this, about what happened, yeah, yeah. When, when Mary Shelley went to sleep, this is what she wrote. This is what she talked about. This nightmare of hers. I saw with shut eyes, but acute mental vision, I saw the pale student of the unhallowed arts kneeling, kneeling beside the thing he had put together. I saw the hideous phantasm of a man stretched out and then on the working of some powerful engine show signs of life and stir with an un, 
easy, half vital motion. So in her dream, she dreamt that there was this guy who was leaning over this body of this creature that he created, and with machines, he was giving this creature life. That's fucking Frank. Bam! That's Frankenstein. That's, that's Frankie. That's her looking at Victor Frankenstein created Frankenstein's monster, and those mm -hmm. engines is everything. The, those machines she uses, the engines and everything she used to make fucking Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. It was one of. Can you name me a more famous monster? Besides, like Dracula and the werewolf. You think they're more famous than? I think than they're. I think the, they're the Frankenstein. I feel like they're all like up there. I think. I think definitely between Frankenstein and Dracula the most, and werewolf just like trailing behind. But I think like those are the top three. The Swamp Thing, nah. The monster from the from the lagoon, nah. Godzilla, like every, like, nah. Do you think people know how about Dracula? They know he's a vampire, right? But oh, like like their backstory. That yeah, like in terms of like everybody knows Frankenstein. Everyone knows how he was created. Everyone knows the stories. That's true. When it comes to Dracula, that's true. Like how? Well, well, well that's fuck? that's because that's what the story focused on, though, on his creation. So. Out, you know, you're forced to know the story of Frankenstein. Dracula, no, Dracula. I mean, yeah, there's origins and stuff, but it's he's already made. He's already yes, yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. So like, that's where the focus point. So it's kind of unfair to be like, yeah, you're right on that aspect. From that point of view, you are yeah. correct. But oh, at the, but at the same time, when people think of Dracula, they think of vampires, and then they start thinking of their own, their own. There's, there's so many varieties. Of, when they think of Dracula, they immediately think of vampires, and then they go on to their own different things. That's true. Same thing with werewolves. Same thing with werewolves. When you yeah. think of Frankenstein, it's like... This is the only way. This, this is the only like, creature. How, how can you think about Frankenstein without thinking about some laboratory, yeah, exactly. lightning, yeah. body parts, and all that stuff? Yeah. Like, you're right. You're right. Like, Frankenstein... Like, the first time I read Frankenstein, I was so fucking mad. Why? Bro, I was... Um, I've never been this pit... No, I have... There was only one more one time that I was more mad than I was when I read first time I read. Right, first, tell me why you were mad about Frankenstein, and then tell me the other time. Right. So don't when, forget. So I came into reading Mary. I came into reading Mary Shelley's Frankenstein in like tenth grade. Okay. I was thinking it was gonna be this super gory horror book because I'm thinking like, oh, I'm gonna read about Frankenstein digging graves and getting people's. Chopping people's arms off and legs off and creating this creature. Right, right, right. And all of that is one, one sentence. The hope, I'm like, what the fuck? I don't give a f Like, he, he talks, you know, you talk, you read about Victor Frankenstein. And then, you know, it takes, it has nothing to do with the movie. Like, it has nothing to do with the movie. I'm like, why the fuck is this? Why the move? The book starts with Victor Frankenstein. He's old and he's dying. He's in Antarctica. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Huh? Because, like, the book, so Frankenstein is being told, is someone telling the story that they were told by someone who was told by Victor. Oh, shit. Right? That's how the story is. It starts off with Victor Frankenstein telling the sailor, don't stop, don't, I'm chasing this creature or whatever. Uh, so, the, so the book starts at the very end of gotcha. the Frankenstein story. And it's telling the story. And you go backwards. While right? searching for the monster. Yeah, so I'm like, what the fuck is, I'm like, fuck you. And then it wasn't until years later that I came back to read it again. I'm like, oh, this book is a shit. There's only one one time that I was more mad. Than more that. mad. It was right. the first time I heard Black Sabbath. 
why? When I heard Black Sabbath, I was balls deep in Slayer, Pantera, oh boy, Old Sepultura. All of those bands were like, there was this interview, like, what's the heaviest <laughs> band of all time? They, were, they all said Black Sabbath. Heaviest song, Iron Man. So I'm thinking, yo, these are my favorite heaviest bands on the fucking planet. And they're giving credit to fucking Black, Black Sabbath. Sabbath? Yeah. I'm expecting, I'm like fucking 13. Yeah. I'm expecting them to sound like fucking Cannibal Corpse. I don't know what Cannibal Corpse sounded like. That's what I thought I was going to expect. Just these heavy, growling, just distorted guitars. I was so excited. I asked my friend. Paid him five bucks. He made me a mix CD of Black Sabbath songs. I told him, I want Iron Man to be number one. You know he All got right. it from LimeWire. He did. He had, <laughs> he had his own business. There was this guy who had a who had a white folder and five dollars was a mix. Damn. And what do you tell him like mix? what songs you wanted and shit? Well he, he if you didn't want, he'd bring out the folder. He, he oh. had everything. He had a, a, artists, all A's. What do you want? Aerosmith, cool. Go to pages. He had he had a, he had a, he was a business, bro. Damn. Right? So I told him just I'm like, look, he's five dollars. So he's a, he's the reason why Fye went out of business, bro. He was one of the reasons, bro. He was <laughs> he was he was. He was so I'm like, he's five dollars. Give me a, a mix of just nothing but Black Sabbath, right. the heaviest songs. But I want Iron Man to be the first one. Yeah. He's like, all right, cool, cool, and he gave it to me the next day. I, bro, I remember being so excited to get home. Five seconds in, he throws his Walkman. Bro, I put it in my CD player, uh-huh. and I hear the. I'm like, all oh. right. All right, this doesn't sound heavy at all. Uh, and then I hear, <laughs> oh. and then I hear that fucking, fucking sounds like the Iron limp Giant, limp dick ass. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then, and then, and then Ozzy, and then Ozzy comes out with his piece of shit. Like I, I was like, turned it off. I was like, what the fuck? And I and I remember I was like, this is this is an I this is a cover. He go, he, he wrote a letter, dear Pantera. <laughs> I just listened to one of the most heaviest bands that you recommend. Blah blah blah. And uh, bro, I was he goes back to his band. He's like, the fuck, give me my five bucks back. Bro, I was bro, I went the next day. I was like, hey, are you sure you gave me? I like throws man. it like a frisbee. He's like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, all right. I was like, bro, this is a piece of shit. Obviously, it wasn't the years later that I came back to listen to Iron Man. Black Sabbath was able to appreciate them for what they were. But right then and there, fuck them. <laughs> Hard fuck. You know, fuck. I'm 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 hearing uh, a pattern here with Moses. He just hated shit early in his childhood. Doesn't happen with Lovecraft too. Remember, I tried reading Lovecraft. Oh yeah, and I was like, I need a PhD for this shit. All right, so for y'all, I got 12 Did You Knows. And they're all fucking random. They're all just different shit. So pull up a seat. I smell some popcorn right now. So get your popcorn out ready. And enjoy these 12 Did You Knows. I think you're having a stroke. Isn't that one of the signs of you're having a stroke if you smell popcorn? Well, really? I guess we're both having stroke. Yeah, <laughs> both you and I are nice. Dying. Stroke buddies? Hell yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> Damn, that sounded horrible. That's horrible. All right, all right. Never uh, say that again. Uh, move, on, move on, move on, move on, carry on, carry on. Carry Have on. you ever wondered why time always seems to move faster? It definitely seems that way the older that you get. Yep. Like when I wrote this script, for example, I was in the garage working on repairing my bucket seats for my car. I let my fiance know in an hour I should be done. 
I did some sanding, some prepping, and just as I was about to start spray painting, my fiance comes in and I let her know, hey babe, has it been half an hour already? She replies, half an hour? It's been at least an hour. I can't tell you how many times I experienced the same phenomenon of time taking away as if minutes must have turned to seconds and hours into minutes and so on and so forth. Well, Duke University professor Adrian uh, Bejan might have the explanation to this. Professor Bejan published an article on this and stated, as we grow older, the rate that we process visual information begins to slow down. Our neurological network becomes bigger and more complex and thus it takes longer for electrical signals to reach from one place to another. So you know how when you buy a brand new computer or phone, everything moves at lightning speed and you can browse from one website to another with little to no wait time? Well, that's how your brain was as a kid. But then over time, you start saving a bunch of files. Apple asks you to update your system like every other day. And you start finding yourself waiting for applications to load up. Well, this is your brain at your current age. Since it takes you a bit longer than usual to understand what the fuck is going on at the moment, it gives off the perception that time is moving faster when in reality, you're just moving slower. There's another theory that I read uh-huh. that said time moves faster as we get older because t- we've experienced more time as we go along. So, for example, when you're 10 years old, yeah, when you think about when you thought about summer, summer lasted forever, forever. Why? Because at 10 years old, you've only experienced maybe 10. You've only experienced 10 summers, right? Yeah, but. Technically, neuro- like you've experienced maybe like five that you're aware of summer because of school, right, right? Right. So you've so you've only experienced five summers. So your so when you think of summer, you think of these long passages. Well, now that we're thirty, we've experienced thirty summers. Yeah. So when we look back at the summer, you're like summer ain't summer's only two months, bro. In yeah, two yeah. months, I only did like three things. Yeah, so yeah. as you move forward, your experience with time is just. You've, you, you've experienced more with time. So time. So because you've experienced so many things, mm-hmm. you're able the time s- fucking speeds up because yeah. you did so many. So it's like, yeah, it's weird, but it's like that makes fucking sense. And te- technology doesn't help also because everything is like right there, you know, so you could within an hour, you could already be doing saying that you saw like 10 different things, 20 different things, 100 yeah. different things. Whereas when you're a kid, you just did that one thing, you know. Yeah, I call bullshit. I mean, it's bullshit. I don't want to say I call it bullshit, but it's bullshit. As a kid, Christmas, it took forever. From from starting December to the 25th, it took uh-huh. forever. Uh-huh. Now, I, I blinked and we're in fucking 2022. Well, Christmas is yeah. gone real quick. Exactly. I hate it. Yeah, bro. I have only one week. It's bullshit. I have one week left before I go back to work. I think I feel it more than the kids do, than my students. One of my students was like, before we went to break, was like, Mr. V, what am I going to do? I'm like, what do you mean? I'll be bored at home. I don't want I don't want to be on vacation. I'm like, before you know it, we'll be back. He's like, nah. Watch it. He comes back. I'll be like, I told you. And you jinxed it. It's you. It's because of you. Of you. I, hey, I my, didn't enjoy. My, my three weeks last felt three days. <laughs> I blinked and you're here. Do know that. 49 out of the 50 states in the U.S. that there is no law that states that you cannot consume human flesh. Cannibalism is technically legal. 
while it is illegal to kill another human being, it's called murder, first of all, it is also illegal to desecrate a corpse. You can't kill someone, you can't eat body parts of the dead, but if you and a buddy agree to each uh, to eat each other's arm, for example, there is not a law forbidding you from doing it. Well, unless you live in Idaho, because you will get 14 years behind bars for doing that. I want... How many instances do they have? All right, bro, we got to put this shit down. This is gonna be yeah, ridiculous. there's a reason why yeah, they yeah. put a law out. You know, some <laughs> fuckheads... I wonder why Florida doesn't have that. They don't fucking care. Because it's Florida. Because it's Florida. Florida. Come on, you. It's Florida. Come on, buddy. Come on. All right. Unlike the Fast and the Furious franchise, eventually everything will come to an end. <sighs> Damn. One example of that is our sun. Now, don't worry. I'm not saying that the sun is going to explode like tomorrow, but someday it will, and I hope none of us are alive to experience that. But if you are the lucky son of a bitch to be blown into smithereens, just know that you have about 8 minutes and 20 seconds to enjoy your final moments on Earth before you die. What's crazy, though, is that you wouldn't even notice that the sun exploded until those 8 minutes and 20 seconds pass. Because that's how long it takes for the light to come from the sun to reach the Earth. So, it explodes, right? 8 minutes and 20 seconds happen already. But because this supernova is coming to you at an alarmingly fast rate, like the speed of light, for example, as soon as those eight minutes pass, Earth would for the most part be wiped clean already. So by the time you know that the, that the sun blew up, fucking the energy from that explosion would already kill you. The, um, have you seen that movie on Netflix? Which one? The one about the world ending? Out. Don't look up. Yeah, don't look up. Don't look up. Don't look up. Is that the one with Brad Pitt? No, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Jennifer, jo- Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, Jonah Hill. No, I it's a comment about to hit Earth and they try to save Earth. Yeah. So like the whole movie is like them trying to f- scientists try to save Earth because the comment's about to hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like spoilers, spoilers, everybody. All right, spoilers. <laughs> the, so, mo- so the whole movie is them trying to send. This thing up into the space to right, right. remove the rocket. Okay, and that's the whole movie. Everyone's whatever, and like the last last fifteen minutes, the shit fails. So in the last ten minutes or the last fifteen minutes of the movie, you're like, oh wait, the world's gonna end. So everyone starts freaking. Like no one knows that the world's gonna end yeah. except for those fucking People scientists. Who are right there. So like it shows you like what like what happens or whatever. Damn. So, so that's like a big fuck you movie. Whoa, it's a comedy movie as yeah. well. Really? When I saw, because I saw the last. Yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. And it was serious. I'm like, dude, this is a serious movie. And then when on Netflix, I saw the trailer. Uh-huh. And it's fucking comedy. Everyone's ha ha. Because it's two meteor, well, where the fuck they are. Meteorologists. Right? No names. Yeah, yeah. Right? But they were helping a doctor out right, right. who was renowned, known. And he was like, yo, these two found something, blah, blah. And then the president, and then whatever. They're like, nah, bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Call bullshit. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And, and all that happened. Yeah, and all that happened. But what if I told you. You can be the next Spider-Man. But that's, that's a lot of anxiety as well, dude. <laughs> you know? But you don't have superhuman strength. You can't shoot web. Or you can't swing from building to building. So I'm just a man. And even then, I'm barely a man. Instead, <laughs> you'll have such an intense erection that you will stay hard for three hours guaranteed 
But this erection is painful as fuck. Would you would you do it? Sign me up, son. <laughs> Sign me up. Now, if you don't want to be a horny Spider-Man, then be careful when you roam around the streets in the jungles of Brazil. The wandering spider are these seven-inch-long venomous spiders that when they bite you, you will experience extreme pain, high blood pressure, and if you are a male, the most painful erection you will ever experience in your life. All jokes aside, though, scientists are actually trying to find the exact genetic material in the venom that causes the erection in order to create a medication for men who experience erectile dysfunction. Because apparently, Viagra does not do shit for those people. Hmm. <laughs> but you'll be a horny Spider-Man. All right. Yeah. Hey, you want to try these pills? Nah, nah, nah. Give me the spider. Give me, that, the spider give me that fucking spider. You've been watching Spider-Man too much? Nope. I've been reading a lot of medical files. I know what I'm getting myself into. Now, now, where do you think... Does it bite you? The most efficient place for it to bite you? To bite you. I don't know. But wherever you get bit, you get an erection, though. So it doesn't matter if you get... Instant? Yeah. Thanks. Do you think you get extra hard? If it bites in the dick. It bites in the dick. It just... It might just blow up. It just... (laughs) <laughs> and then no dick you're, you're the dickless spider-man bro i'm telling you i they're doing too much spider-man bro just go to your gas station <laughs> get those pills buy those by the rhino triple x the yellow one <laughs> buy that dick pill you're good Come over you're good Come over did you know that up until 1987, it's believed in the medical field that newborns felt no pain? Who would have fucking thought? What, up until? Up until 1987. So before, before, before 1987, that, they thought babies were Superman. They yep. couldn't feel shit. Is that why they slap all those babies? Yeah. Who would have fucking thought that I was a super baby coming straight out of the womb, bro? I mean, I wasn't born in 1987. But if you were, you were a fucking super baby. But yeah, doctors really believe that newborn babies were too young to have pain receptors. That's why. Anything you develop pain receptors when you just come out of the womb. Bro, these were the smartest people on earth. Yes. This baby's new. He can't. He don't know pain. Watch. Let me swing him. Look. No reaction. Look at this shit. (laughs) Look at this shit. (laughs) The baby says, "Like what the fuck? (laughs) You you're hanging it from the fucking umbilical cord. Just look at this." The baby screaming in the head. Ah, <laughs> fuck! You know how when you, you know how when babies are born, they have soft skulls, right? Yeah, yeah. The doctors are just picking them up. Oh, from the skull. No. Look at him! Just shaking the babies. No pain. What? <laughs> God, this is both, God is good. God this is, is real. both funny and horrible at the same time. Why? Oh my god. So up until then, surgeons had no problem with operating on babies without any anesthesia. Only some sort of muscle relaxant was administered only to stop the baby from wiggling around during operation. I wonder fucking why. The baby's screaming, but he's like too high to do anything. (laughs) So his head is just... (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty fucked up if you ask me. But yeah, after 1987, doctors soon started administering anesthesia to its newborns whenever any operation that is remotely painful that they would know of. I wonder who was the... I wonder who was the first doctor like, I don't know, something's not right about this. (laughs) 
Yeah, but just just be thankful for anyone who was born after 1987. That you don't have to worry about if, that shit. If you were born, if you're 35 years or older, Moses, what, what year were you born? 89. So I'm good. Oh. I'm two years. I'm two years removed. So what, what year was Ralph born? 88. Oh, one year. We gotta ask JP. Ralph's older brother, Duty as well. Duty's a year older than me. He's 88. Oh, is he? Sora. Oh, Sora. Oh, Sora's 87, right? Sora. I'm Sora. I'm like, hey, yeah. bro, can you ask your mom? No, nah, fuck that. Hey, bro, can you feel this? Just slap him. <laughs> you know? He's not a newborn. What though. the? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a reason to slap him. <laughs> hey, man, what year were you born? 87. Wow. And then just tell the story after. So that yeah, way, yeah. So that way it justifies your slap. I, exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to be an asshole and I tell him about it. Come on. Come on. Come on. You, I yeah, got more sense no, than the that. The question is, are you going to slap him first and then let him know? Or let him know and then slap him? No, well, I'm going to ask, ask him what year were you born. That's my first question. No, no, no. no, no, no. Uh, you I slap him first and then you, you tell him. Tell him the story. What? You're going to slap him first and then after you slap him, then you tell him yeah, why? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> it's easier to ask for forgiveness than for permission. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's right. Fucking numb nuts. Anyways, a couple years ago, an old buddy of mine, Chewy, were, and I were out hiking in Monrovia, California. I have never been there before, but he has. And as soon as we get there, he says, hopefully we can spot a bear today. And I'm like, you saw a bear here? And he replies, yeah, I saw a family of bears crossing up here the last time that I was here. At the moment, I remember being feeling super fucking stoked and hoping that we find a fucking bear. So we go out for a hike and we spot... A place to kick it in for a bit. I take on my Olympic rings and we hang up, uh, hang it up in a tree branch and we practice some calisthenics. About 20 minutes or so pass by and a hiker gives us a heads up. Hey, there's a bear in the area, so watch out. We thank her and we continue doing our thing. No more than maybe like 15 minutes pass by and we see this pretty large fucking black bear getting near our spot. We immediately stop what we're doing and we go up to the highest point of the tree possible and wait for the bear to pass by i don't think the bear ever noticed us because it started climbing up the hill close to us eventually disappearing now at the time i didn't know that we were lucky for living in california because we were hiking if we were hiking in alaska we'd probably be facing a brown bear and most likely be killed yep. because of our defense mechanism of climbing up the tree so let me hit you with some survival facts when facing a black a brown and a polar bear. So for starters, black bear is definitely the easiest to escape from. If you have bear spray, this can help, but black bears tend to be afraid, more afraid of you than you are of it. If you stand your ground, make yourself huge and make loud sounds, they'll most likely run away. This tactic will not suffice a brown bear attack though. You better play dead and drop into fetal position because brown bears are more confrontational than black bears. And if you try to run away or climb up a tree, in our case, these motherfuckers will catch up to you. So don't think that you will get any any way far with a brown bear chasing your ass. Think of the revenant. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Scary shit. Last but not least, the polar bear. You do not want to try to scare a polar bear away or play dead because a polar bear will kill you. Polar bears live mostly in isolation, so when they see humans for the first time, they're going to think that you are gourmet, yep. five-star meal, and you're going to do anything possible to want to eat your ass. 
literally and figuratively. So your only defense is offense. So you better get ready to rumble, motherfucker. That's crazy, dude. You know, you know, I blame Brother Bear for giving you yes, for giving you that. Yes. Oh, I want to see a bear. That and you know what else? Coca Cola, the Bernstein Bears. Oh, but Coca Cola too. They make him look all fluffy and nice and shit. You see, bro, a, you see a polar bear like, oh, I wonder where his nephews are. I want to share a coke with them, bro. They, they destroy shit. Is that what you really thought? To fuck? Yeah. You see a freaking. I've seen see, enough commercials. Like, oh, I want to share a coke with a bear. I, I want to. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Fucking a. That'd be amazing. And then when you see him in zoos too. I don't uh, wait. Have I seen a, a I've never polar been to a zoo. zoo. You never been to a zoo? Have I been to a zoo? You never been to the L.A. Zoo? No. Have you been to the Emmys? I, I, yeah, I, I think in fifth grade. Uh, I never, oh, no, I lied. I did go to San Diego Zoo once. Bitch, you've been to the best zoo. Why you look so disappointed? Because I remember we were, I, I, I remember cause we wanted to see a lion, and we thought we were going to see a lion, and we ended up seeing a fucking a malnourished lion. Motherfucker <laughs> 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 hey, on his deathbed. You know bed. what? They look sad, dude. Well, yeah, I'll I saw. Sad I saw. I saw a lion. I was sad seeing him. I'm like, <laughs> and I wasn't even in the fucking exhibit. I saw, we, we, I think it was during the summer. I was working a summer job in my old high school job. And we did a field trip to go to the zoo. <laughs> the whole staff, the whole fucking staff and I, we literally got our freaking phones out and started fucking Pokemon hunting. Nice. While the kids were just doing their thing. And at one point they're like, all right, let's go see the lions. All right, let's go see the lions. Let's fucking... Pokestop over here anyways. So go see the lions. Nice. And they're just sad, bro. They're saddest. So you see you see the male lion himself just like fucking looking at us like get me out of here. <laughs> just end, <laughs> what end, the end, fuck? End, end me. <laughs> end me. But then at one point, like, we start walking away because we're like, this shit's sad. Let's let's fucking bounce. And you hear the whole crowd behind us. Ew. We're like, what the fuck is happening? Started fucking. He started fucking fucking. Nice. The female just like. I mean, what else? Nothing, are you gonna what do? is nothing to do? <laughs> nothing to do. <laughs> hey, yo, these lions are whack. <laughs> I'll be mad as fuck if I was lying. Motherfucker said I'm white. Why don't you fuck this bitch real quick? Come over here. Uh, y'all want you want to see something? Y'all want to I'll, 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 give you, I'll give you something to see. Yeah, but there's a huge fucking gap. From oh, I, th- I thought you were gonna see something else. <laughs> I thought you were saying he has this huge fucking, fucking schlong. He was a sh- he was packed. Yeah. Damn, poor line, poor line. Man. You know what I learned at the LA at the San Diego Zoo? What's up? What? I learned something about elephants that I did not want to know. When it when it comes to elephants, okay. do you think? True or false? An elephant's penis is bigger than five feet. Yes. True or false? Facts. And I'll tell you why. Is it true? Oh. All right. True. So well. Because this is one of the, 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 the ones that I found. It's not part of my list, but I just found it. That elephants, when they masturbate, they literally just slap their dick up against their leg. That's how they masturbate. How do you masturbate? Yeah, that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how I do it. How do you do it? I ain't, ain't packing like an elephant. I saw shit on my stomach. <laughs> I ain't going li- to lie to you, bro. I ain't packing like an elephant. Huh. Five feet, bro. <laughs> Five feet. <laughs> Think about it. 
That's a that's a five foot dick right there, bro. We got five feet. Do you think the elephant got five inches, bro? <laughs> Do you think the elephant even has to like jump on its female to fuck, or to just like get next to her, just like? Well, it's not a fucking tent. It's not a tentacle. He's not He's not Doc Ock's arm. It's not like he has a mind of its own where it can just wriggle. Like, continue. Like that video. With POV, what my dick sees every morning. <laughs> oh, the dude gets up and just. It's <laughs> 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 so fucking draggy. <laughs> That's the elephant. Oh, man. It's going to be painful, bro. Painful what? Having five foot dick? Stepping just, on it. Just dragging, stepping on it. Or amazing. Imagine going hiking with a five foot dick. What's worse, stepping on your dick or sitting on your balls? I never stepped on on my own deck before. So <laughs> I would say sitting on your why own ball. Why am I thinking about this? <laughs> yeah. Why am I thinking about this? Moving on. So this is I found from a redditor by the name of Cross Stitch Wizard and said Must be real. Must be real, bro. Must be real with that fucking real. name. Female mummies in ancient Egypt were always more decomposed than their male counterparts. What? Why? They discovered this was because male bodies were embalmed a lot sooner than female bodies. Female bodies were kept at the family home until they started to decompose, or up until they started to decompose, in order to avoid necrophilia at the embalmers. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Damn. So you just hold on to them a little bit longer just so that way they don't fuck them. Uh, bro, I didn't expect that at all. That right? was that, that was a whole curveball yeah. for me. I, I'm not ancient, lying. I thought it was gonna be something more. Uh, and this is ancient Egyptians. Yes. Oh. Bing bong. Fuck your dad. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Literally. Did you know that hearing is a last sense that goes if you're going out of consciousness or dying? It's actually a nice relief to think about because think of all the times you see in movies where the person is dying in someone's arms. And they're talking to them and thanking them and saying their final goodbyes to them. You know that they're actually hearing you say all those things before you officially pass. Pretty comfortable. Or imagine someone's killing you and the last thing you hear is, Fuck you! Fuck you! Fuck your life! See? It could work, it could work both ways. It, it could. could. Advantage it, could. Or dis- it could be an advantage or a disadvantage. <laughs> We're focusing on the gun, Moses! <laughs> He's a piece of shit that has to add. You, you know what? You're, you're the, you're, you're the pessimistic fuck in the group. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's what pessimism is. They just say. <laughs> just saying. Have you Fucking ever man. been in a large lecture hall and the teacher is giving you a lesson and suddenly you bellow out the most thunderous sneeze? Well, the answer is if your answer is no because you held that shit in, then just know that for a split second that you held it in for could have been your last i know that letting out a sneeze especially now covid times it's highly frowned upon sometimes people will get mad at you for sneezing like for bro, example josh bro i have the most exaggerated sneezes well they're not exaggerated but they just it's too many <laughs> it's too many Ex- exaggeration it's is, is, yeah, yeah exaggeration is like sonia yes that uh, that's that's exaggerated. That's a that's she a, clocks that's, that that's shit. A sh- that's a shotgun, bro. Yeah, yeah. You, you just. I mean, I shut the fuck up, right? <laughs> I'm not saying bless you, fucking twenty times. This is a hence some some people that's will get you, mad at you. That's why you. That's why you don't say bless you until they're done, not after every fuck. 
No one sneezes one time or coughs one time. That's right. We wait until yeah, the wait. second. No. Tops third. We, we wait twice. You. Uh, you it gets to a point where I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Larry David over here. Fuck him. Have you ever counted how many sneezes? Matt with this guy? Yeah. Uh, what was his I, Min- average, Min- average? Minimum five. Yeah, average five. Max was, is like seven. Yeah. So seven? That I've counted for myself. I've, I don't know, like five for sure. Five for sure. Okay. Yeah, sometimes six. Yeah, Bro, I, 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 fuck. <laughs> sometimes we're playing. We're, we're on live, like we're playing Xbox Live. Yeah, and it's usually a party, so it's it'll be my brother, our friend Sora, and our and our other Russian friend has ended. Uh-huh. So we're playing, and I sneeze. Wait, Russian friend, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. Right. We don't know if she. I mean, we know, but we play with this person. We don't know if it's a girl or a chick. She says it's a chick. <laughs> it's not a girl. It must be a chick. I mean, a dude or a chick. Whatever. The point is, <laughs> we're playing. You know, and I'm I'm sneezing, and right, right. and Sarah's like, "Bless you, bless you." After the third time, he's like, "Hey, hey, hey chill, chill, bro, chill." <laughs> I'm like, "Just fucking wait until I'm done." <laughs> you know this. We've been here before, but still pisses us off. Yeah, but you shouldn't. Yeah, why shouldn't I hold my sneeze? You shouldn't hold your sneeze because number one, it's a natural part of your body's defense mechanism to shoo the shit. Out of your body that shouldn't be there in the first place. Damn, I got a lot of shit in my body that I'm supposed to have. I'm sneezing five <laughs> or seven times. Makes sense. So much so <laughs> that when you sneeze, you can propel droplets of mucus at a rate of 100 miles an hour. That's how much your body just wants to get rid of the shit. Sneezing. Seven, pretty- seven drive-bys. There. You're a fucking minigun over here. <laughs> Fully auto fucking. Choo, 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 choo. You're annoying. That's what it is, bro. <laughs> Guaranteed. Now, sneezing produces about one PSI of pressure in the windpipe. But for perspective, this is when you're breathing, it's only a measly 0.03 PSI, PSI, which is nothing. But when you hold in a sneeze, you actually produce 5 to 25 more times of pressure in your body that can potentially do the following. Rupture your eardrums. Cause middle ear infections. Damage your blood vessels in your eyes, nose, and eardrums. Damage your diaphragm. Rupture and also a possible brain aneurysm. Damage your throat. Sometimes even breaking your fucking ribs. Imagine you go into the ER. What's wrong? My ribs are broken. How? I sneezed. Hmm. I held in a sneeze. You fat bitch. (laughs) What? (laughs) The nurse going to tell me that. Oh, you fat bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Oh, nurse, be- nurse behind that nurse is going to be like fucking dying off of laughter. So the next time you need to have a sneeze, just fucking do it. But cover your mouth, of course, because you don't want to be that nasty son of a bitch. Just cover your mouth. That's it. So tell me, fellas, when you get bored at home, what do you do? <laughs> what do you do? You get bored, bro. What the fuck was that? <laughs> 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 you don't, don't want to know, bro. Oh, you don't, oh. I don't want to know. You don't want to know, bro. Dinner. Byron, what do you do? Are you bored? When I'm bored? Yeah. Shit, I got options, motherfucker. Option what do you want number one. Sleep. <laughs> you sleep when you get I bored? Sleep. Don't you sleep when you're bored? No. I what do you do? I'm tired. 
But he just told us he can't lay on a bed. His back hurts. <laughs> that sounds like a you problem, motherfucker. Well, that's what I'm asking you, bitch. <laughs> I will. Option two. I game. Okay, game. I game. Have you ever been tempted to just kill your brother and just eat him when you're bored? I don't know about that second part. Well, the first part, that's, me, that's, that's us with our sister yeah. all the time. Every day. Yeah. Well, well, thank the Lord that you never have to come across that because what if I told you there's an animal that will just do just that? Now, what, what do you th- what do you think this animal is when they get bored? You, well, I already told your ass. So you can't an, say shit. He's an asshole. So it sounds like. Is he's an, bored, so he eats his brother? No, no. A, an animal that eats... Eats their own kind just because they're bored. What uh, animal do you think it is? Okay. Okay. He's, I already told him about it earlier. That's yeah. why. Shark? So Josh can't answer. A shark? A shark. Okay. It's a fucking quack, bro. Oh, a duck? It's a duck. Studies have shown that this characteristic is actually developed within ducklings as early as four years old. Or four weeks old. Now, here's a short encounter from someone who was seeing these cannibal ducks. This was actually a freaking... That's a brutal scene, dude. Yeah, dude. This is a, a part of a newspaper from like 1929. Yeah. Headline was, Eat Her Babes. Infants are taken from cannibalistic duck. Ten ducklings had to be moved from their pen in Washington Park this morning to escape cannibalistic onslaught from the unnatural mother duck, according to the B.F. Van Horn caretaker. Corn-fed Muscoid ducks hung, hunger for meat and will go to their length to destroy their own kind to obtain it, says Mr. Van Horn. Ordinarily, the mother of the, of the broad or brood protects their young until they can do battle for themselves. But a duck this morning refused to claim her newly hatched family. She returned instead with a meat-hungry crew that was pecking at the downy birds and would have killed them if the taker caretaker had not interfered ducklings are splashing now in the big pond little yellow spots against little lily pads of course it means paddling on their own canoe on the first day of their lives but but what's that to a duck tiniest ducklings are waterproof according to mr van horn though not armed with their feathers of an adult duck's back the oily texture of their down keeps ducklings ship shape in the middle of the ocean just because this bitch was bored and hungry, she's like, you know what? Let me eat my own little ducklings. That's literally, that's literally what she did. Yeah. Not only that, she, she, apparently she invited her boys to come and help her eat her babies. Remember, said that the duckling came with other birds? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ducks. And the only way to stop this... Are you this, bored? <laughs> the only way to stop <laughs> right this from sweat. happening is removing a portion of their bill. A portion of the what? Of their bill. Their, their duck bill. Their mouth. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Wait, what? That's the only way they could stop them from eating each other or killing them. Like, I, I guess like, like on scene? You see them attack, you just pluck something out of the fucking mouth? I mean, you grab them and you fucking snip snap. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I'll stop, I'll, I'd stop eating if they fucking take a piece of my mouth away, too. I'll stop eating if you just punch me. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, cool, cool. Fuck, my bad, my bad. Oh, don't eat the babies? All right, I got it, I, I got it, I, I got it. I, I'm not bored. I'm not bored anymore. Yeah. I'm in pain, not bored. Hey, can you quack? Can you, can you quiet like a duck when yeah? But, but when yeah. they kill, not when you suck. Did you know? Here's my last one. Tumors can grow bone, hair, muscle, teeth, and even eyeballs. And no, this is sadly not from a horror film like The Hills Have Eyes 
or the Toxic Avenger. This legit happens in real life. It's called a teratoma. It's a rare tumor that develops in either the ovaries, testicles, or the tailbone. Depending on their structure, their structure, they can either be cancerous or not. This is caused due to complications happening in the cell differentiation process. In particular, they develop in the body germ cells. And it looks disgusting. If you want to see what this looks like, go on Instagram. Read history. You read tells pod. You've been warned. You've been warned. You've been warned. These are, this is a fucking thing of <laughs> nightmares, bro. <laughs> Nightmare fuel? This is a nightmare fuel. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's pretty disgusting. I'm not going to lie. It's pretty disgusting seeing that. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah, so if you guys want to see it, go on Instagram. If you choose to see it, if you want to get disgusting, you have been warned. Go on Instagram. Well, if you didn't know, right, I'm an individual who advocates for a healthy and active lifestyle. Okay. That's what I do, right? Want to go on the hike? Let's go on the hike. Right, Want right. to ball up? Let's ball up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Right? My career, right? Currently, I'm a fitness instructor. That's what I do. That's what I do now. Yes. Right? In the future, PE teacher, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. But I also advocate for gaming. And most people, when I tell people that like, gaming is actually good for you, at the time, I didn't, I didn't know the science. But what I do know, that video games helped me growing up. Okay. So, fun fact about me, growing up, I had a very severe speech impediment, right? I had extreme stuttering, and my enunciation was fucking bad. Like, really? So bad, yeah, yeah, so bad that they wanted to uh, transfer me schools to what? another, yeah, yeah, yeah. To, to the little, <laughs> to a little bus school. <laughs> yeah, to the little bus school, <laughs> fuck. Damn, they're legit like, we don't want It was cat. that bad, it was that bad. Where was this? Oh uh, well, this was elementary. Like elementary, yeah. So early from years. yeah, so from kindergarten all the way through fifth grade, I was put in a speech remedial class. Mm. So at a certain point of the day, they'll take me out of my current class and put me into this classroom filled with other students who had similar problems when it comes to your speech and games itself. Right, my 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 escape from reality was video games right growing up that's what helped me uh kind of deal with it yeah deal with with because one i was i was bullied not physically but verbally right uh yeah exactly so i would escape by playing these these games and um yeah so growing up whatever xbox slide became a thing and that's what really helped me develop (laughs) surprisingly my social skills it's not through reality itself, but through this virtual world, right? Because one, I was kind of anonymous, right? You didn't know who I was. You, you didn't know the person you're talking to on the other mic, right? So I put myself in that, you know, that state of just trying and trying, talking to people and just pretending and, 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 and taking how I talk on the mic into reality. And that's what finally helped me overcome you know, also, that was a lot of practice too. It is. It part, was. Right? It was. It, oh, dude, you, you have no idea. But like, you got time to stutter? No, he did stutter. But like, his 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 speech wasn't that bad. I think what it was just you just talked fast. No, well, it it got better the older I got, right? 
So yeah, but were you talking faster than what you were thinking, or is that what you're saying? Yeah, because I like I, I never remember him having like bad. Like he wasn't like bad, bad stuttering or anything. Like that. His stutter was. I used to stutter too, though. Yeah, like I used to stutter too. And then, and then, I, and then I just stopped. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I used to stutter, and then I got made fun of it. I'm like, oh, I'm done with that shit. <laughs> oh, this is not good. I, I'm good. I'm gonna end this shit real quick. I'm gonna just disapprove this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna uncheck the box. Bro, that's how I did it. Though. Like, not like, like, not to cut you off. But like, I remember I got made fun of once. I was like, all right, next time I'm gonna talk, I'm gonna say it in my head first. As a so practice. you're really thinking about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's Dang how I got out of. Right. That's how I got. But it was literally like that. Where I would stutter. <laughs> <laughs> I would stutter. I'm done with that shit, bro. And then the fuck the part was the person who fucking who who made who, fun of you. Who made fun of who made fun of me. Uh-huh. And I had a crush on her. Yeah. And her, uh, she was this. Uh, <laughs> what happened this, to your stutter? No, there was this black girl. Uh-huh. She used to sit next to me. Yeah. And uh, her name was Shay Shanique. We used to call her Shay. Yeah. She was cool as fuck with us. Uh-huh. She was one of the boys. Like she used to watch wrestling. She was. Yeah. And I remember I was I was trying to talk about wrestling, uh-huh. and I got stuck stuttering one, and then I, she was like, dun, 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 like hurry the oh, fuck up. It was one of those. I was just like, fuck. And then the next day, I was like, I'm like, damn. So then I remember thinking to myself, all right, I'm not gonna stutter. I'm just gonna say what I want to say in my head, say it, and then say it out loud. So that's how I stopped stuttering. I was just like, cause like sometimes I would stutter cause I was thinking too fast before I was, so I was just trying to I was talking before I knew of word what to say yeah I was like now nah, I gotta slow it down literally I got bullied and the bullying fixed my fucking <laughs> speak my stutter see bullying works oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does I, I'm to not. a certain extent and for certain people yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause everyone's different but anywho video games really help me out so I do advocate uh video games to certain people now there's the pros and cons for it but let's back it up with some science tell me here are some benefits on why you should be playing video okay tell me okay number one fun start off yeah (laughs) it's fun as fuck now number one uh let's direct it more towards 3d video games now these video games can increase memory capacity in 2015 a study by the journal of neuroscience researchers from UCI, the University of California of Irvine, recruited 60 participants and asked a third of them to play Super Mario 3D World for two weeks, a third to play Angry Birds, and the rest to play nothing. Now the people- (laughs) I want you to play what? Nothing. Nothing. Now the people who played Mario ended up doing better on follow-up memory tasks, while the others showed no improvement pre and post gaming. What were the memory tasks, I'd say? No, they didn't specify on that. <laughs> What's your name? Fuck, what is my name? <laughs> What's your name? What's your name? What? What is your name? Tony! Fuck you, Tony! What's your name? Ezekiel! Fuck you, Ezekiel! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! Hey, you know what I did last night? You better not break my mother into this! <laughs> You better not! <laughs> I broke that fly over there! Oh! Then I fucked your mother next to it! Fuck you, Ezekiel! <laughs> Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> and also, like, video, like video games, especially, like, for, like, FPS games, like, first-person shooter, they also help you with your, um, what's it called, when you're able to make decisions quicker? Oh, yeah. Like, 
you could like you could tell it's literally it, like forget I was watching this video. It's, it's a night and day with people like they put people in situations. Yeah, and it was just like it was like an obstacle course, like make left or right, and to see and the gamers here they make left and the chess players were like they had to think about it. Like, why? Why do I make left? Which way do I go? And it's like like people who are because like they're they're able to they're able to trust the instincts. So they're like, oh, I'm I'll just make a left. Or like Josh, times I would see this motherfucker play like Halo back in the day. Like, how the fuck are you? How do you know that person was there? Yeah. Like how? Yeah. Not like if if I were playing that game, I'd, I'd be like, whoa, that's too fast. That's where it comes to like memory, like my brother said, because you're able you're able to remember like, oh, people are in this part of the level. The way they escape, they jump here. So I know if I'm gonna do this, I'll be able to trigger them. So if I'm gonna trigger them, I'm gonna throw my nade early. So when I throw my, I shoot. When I throw my nade, I shoot. When they jump, that's when my nade pops and bam. That's why spawn kills are a fucking thing. Fuck them. Because you're able to remember people <laughs> spawn. I used to hate that shit. Like, oh shit, I killed somebody. I'm here. Okay, let me just throw my nade over there. And you fucking boom. Like, you know everybody's spawn points. You know, oh, I killed him here. He's going to spawn over there. And you just start throwing stickies or you just aim over there and wait for them to pop out. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, Call of Duty days as well. Switch and destroy. Mm -hmm. Hardcore mode. Friendly fire was the thing. You'll spawn RPG to the ground. Dead. Annoying. You die. You die. But did you know that gaming could be good for pain relief as well? What type of pain relief? All kinds. I'll tell you right now. Oh, yeah? In the year 2012, Literature Review published in the American Journal of Preventive Medicine found that in 38 studies examined, video games improved the health outcomes of 195 patients on every front including psychological and physical therapy. Which, for those who have gamed, right, what's his uh, soccer player? No, fighter or soccer player. He was like, oh, well, what What would you recommend when when your girl breaks your heart? Oh, football player, heart? Ocho Cinco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, shit. Football player? Yeah. American football? Yeah. yeah. No, football. Yeah, American football. Football, yeah. not football. Football. American Ocho football. Cinco? That's his name? Yeah. Well, that's his, yeah. Why do you? He stated video games. Gaming. <laughs> Call of Duty ain't gonna leave me. Yeah. <laughs> you said that shit? Yeah, yeah. Watch. If I find the video, uh, we'll post it up and then uh, we'll we'll show you for sure after Hell this. Yeah. So, what, your advice You're when you get breaking up with is just like, like take it slow? Wait, break just, it. What? I, I don't know. I got left before, but everything with me, I did. My, my advice was gaming. Right. That gets me through everything. Right, right. Oh, you don't want to be with me no more? Fuck you. I got FIFA. Oh, yeah. you don't want to talk to me anymore? No Fuck you. I got Call of Duty. There's one thing that's going to always be in place no matter what. Whatever's going on in life, fucking gaming. Shit is always there. So, so after you break up with the women, girl, you women just... one day, one day, they might be like, you know what? I don't even fucking love you no more. You think FIFA and Call of Duty can do me like that? Never wish, wake I up and I be had like, the ah. same mindset. I wish I had so the when you break mindset. up, you just start running COD. Just run COD. And, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, I could, you know, I think we could all could relate Absolutely. anyone with games, right? Yeah. Doesn't matter what you're going through, right? You play any game that you like that you just get lost in. Yeah. You just focus on that instead of the pain that you currently are. Unless, unless you play a cup and then you'll develop another pain. That's frustration. But, but it's frustration. But when you do beat the boss, oh. how rewarding Ooh. is that? 
it's pretty fucking rewarding. I'm not gonna lie. That's, I think that's that's a game of commitment, bro. No, you know what that is? That is a different form of of getting high. Oh, the, absolutely. The, the dopamine hit you get from fucking beating a level. You're like, oh, I just want that again. So you you start itching to bro, start memorizing the next the next the next fucking level. It's gonna take you like another week. I wonder if you could cure drug addicts from playing that game. You develop that dopamine versus more from drugs. You're probably getting. You probably make them relapse. Oh, <laughs> shit. You remember the high? Like, oh, I want, oh. Some, I want some crack. I want some cuphead. I want some cuphead. And in 2010, scientists presented research at the American Pain Society's conference, which found evidence that playing video games, especially virtual reality games, are effective at reducing anxiety or pain caused by chronic illness or medical procedures. And the reason why it's good for pain release is because the focus, the focus is drawn to the game and not to the pain or the medical procedure, what you went through. Focus on the game, not the pain. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's because most of the virtual reality experiences and games that you play engages your visual and other senses as well. Fact number three, there's evidence that games help kids improve their reading. Not just any kids. Dyslexic kids. In the 2013 study published in Cell, investigated the effect that playing action games like Raymond, Raving, Rabbits could help dyslexic kids, children aged 7 to 13, read faster with no loss in accuracy. Raymond? Have y'all played Raymond before? I, I played A Rayman. long time ago. Yeah. You know what this makes sense of? Oh, Rayman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I say Raymond. Uh-huh. I say, okay, let me, uh, let me go back. Edit this shit out. <laughs> nope. Rayman. I don't know why nope. I said Raven. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Hey, you got to play that game, bro. Fix uh, your shit. All right. Fix your I'm shit. I'm about to rage quit. <laughs> you know what? That's funny. That makes Fuck. sense because growing up in elementary school, I didn't know fucking English for shit, bro. I just spoke Spanish at home. Really? Yeah, I didn't know English. So then I learned. What? For real? I learned English from just my friends there. Not from the teachers because I don't remember what the fuck they taught. Yeah. I learned it from my friends. And then I guess from video games because I was never put in, in any particular class that helps me develop my fucking English or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, LMS, middle school, este, they they just took me out of class. They're like, hey, you're going to the, the fucking auditorium to do a test. I'm like a test for what? You're just going to do a test. So I go over there. They give me this fucking shit. It has four picture cards. And they tell me, read this little diagram. Sorry, read it. It's fucking simple shit. Like, the cat is jumping over the fence by the red car. Whatever shit. So they have me read it. And you're like, can you read it? That, w- what it says there. Yeah, can you read it? If I can read it. What about that one? Yeah. What about that one? Yeah. And then the person is just puzzling, scratching their head, like, "What the fuck? Did they pulled this kid out to do this shit. He can read everything." Okay, thank you, Mijo. Go to class. And I, and then moving forward, they do that for kids who are having trouble reading English. They do that for those kids. And I'm like thinking back to them, like, "Why the fuck? Give that to me in elementary school when I definitely need it." And I'm fucking middle school. I'm already past all this shit. Ah, okay. okay. So I'm pretty sure that's from like hanging out with my friends and then video games that help me. Bro, video games help out a lot. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, they help me not do my homework. 
<laughs> True. <laughs> That's how I stayed home one time. Pretending I was sick. I was playing fucking Pokemon Silver. Yeah, and, and, and video games are one of the topics where you talk to another gamer. Doesn't matter if 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 you know you're on console, he's on PC or what genre they you know you play. Yeah. The second you bring up video games to another gamer, instantly there will be a connection. There's like yeah. that kinship, like oh yeah. Oh, you're uh, a gamer. Cool. You're one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Immediately, I have yet to 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 fail. Like, like at work, I was new there, mm. right? And then I think I brought up gaming to one of my co and the other co-worker overheard, and immediately we just connected without knowing who we are. Right? The 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 only thing we knew was our first name and the fact that we both like video games. That's true. And we just hit it off. Right, that's how a whole bunch of us during the parent night, all my all, all the parents were inside with the teacher. All the kids were outside just playing around, and a few of us had our freaking our game Boys and shit. We all freaking pulled them out, got the little link thing, started trading Pokemon, started battling yeah. each other. There you go, there you go. True. It's like its own like brotherhood, its yeah. own community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like with music. It's almost it's identical with music. Yeah. If you yeah. see someone who listens to the same kind of bands you do, like you're like, oh. You know about oh, you know about Morticia? Oh shit! You dap each other up, and then you're like, "Oh, we're both assholes." Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a lot of assholes in the game community as well. That's how me and me and one of my best friends, like Chris, do music. Now, did you know Tetris could help limit trauma? Really, the good old trusty old Tetris sure. might be good for more than just wasting your time. There was research with 37 patients that arrived at a hospital in the emergency department in Oxford, UK, to be treated for a traffic accident, were randomly selected to play 20 minutes of Tetris. I'll be mad as shit. I literally just get to the ER. Uh, can you play Tetris for 20 minutes for us? I'd be stoked as fuck, bro. Imagine you get you just got into a car accident. They take you to the hospital. The first thing they want to do is, hey, you want to play the game? Yes, please. Sign me up. Sign me the fuck up. Then <laughs> I'd be mad with it. Then I'd take it away. No, then I'm mad when I find out it's Tetris. <laughs> Tetris? Bitch, this is 2000. You said play a game. This is 2021. Fuck you giving me Tetris for? Tetris wasn't even on my phone. On my, <laughs> wasn't even on my flip phone 10 years ago. Fuck do we have? Snake? Yeah, snake, bro. Yeah, and Minesweeper? Fuck you, Minesweeper. Minesweeper. So we gotta like click on boxes and then you click on the wrong box. The uh, mind pops. Yeah. Okay. Die. Okay. So there's 37 patients who got in a car accident, 20 minutes of Tetris. Boom. There was another 34 patients who were in an accident, but they weren't given 20 minutes. Of Imagine Tetris. they caused the accident just for the sake of the experiment. But instead, they had other things to, to do. But yeah, so like texting, crosswords, or reading. Okay. Right. The Tetris players had less flashbacks to the traumatic traffic event than those that didn't. About 62% less on average. Yeah, so again, this is on trauma. Right? Yeah, it, traumatic. Yeah, because oh, they're spending experience. the whole time they, they, they're spending the whole time trying to flip the squares to fit. They're getting angry <laughs> as fuck just because like, they missed it. The shit's going too fast. The shit's filling up. Time's running out. They, don't have, they can't press A fast enough for it to turn. I know what's going on. Because the, the way to forget a trauma is Bring up another. Is 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 there a video game for you? Uh huh. 
that was and that was to this day that you f- look at you look back at it fondly because it was like some sort of an escape for you. Mario Kart. Oh, oh, Mario Kart was yours. Yeah, yeah. Still trying to find someone that could beat me. What do you mean? I waxed that ass during Drunk Mario Kart. Come on, son. Come wait. You never played Dragon Mario Kart. Yeah, we did. did. We, we did. We did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, at your parents' house in the garage? Well, you did the flip. Oh, that's right. You did the flip when you were that drunk. That was then? That was uh-huh. then. Yeah. You know what we fucked up? Like, it sounds like an amazing game to play. But that's like per map versus per round. Because round is three maps that you play. Yeah. yeah. So imagine drinking a whole ass beer yeah. every single round. Yeah, drunk Mario Kart. Boo. That was fun. What's your what's your escape game, if you had one? Ah, see, that's a tough one. Your go to Sur- surprisingly, my escape game just by myself. I think it would be Mega Man. Ooh. Mega Man Blue Ooh. Battle Network on the SP. That that's the one game where I remember you were I obsessed, obsessed, obsessed with, that game. with it. Yeah, I was I was obsessed because after you beat the game. You go back and then beat it in a harder difficulty, and you can collect all these chips, combine these chips. Well, you have like the time, there's so much you stuff, can do. No? Yeah, and then you can change the element of your Mega Man yeah, yeah. depending on the chips that you have. Uh-huh. So I, I could get. I, I, I think Mega Man uh, yeah. Blue, Mega Man Three, or, or I think yeah. Mega Man Blue, whatever, the Battle Network. That yeah, that would be the one game. Yeah, because we got into the Mega Man games hard. Those we had like. Four, not three your or classic, four. Not no, your no, cl- yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Battle Network. Work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Battle but that, I remember that one, you got it. That's the one that you stuck with the longest. Yeah. Like, we would play it, I'd pass it, I'd hand it to him, he'd pass it, and then we're, we're blue. Like, we had, like, I think, I think the game after, he just stayed, he just stuck with, with blue. He just didn't bother playing anything else. What do you mean? Stuck with blue. With that video game. Oh, that particular. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because we had multiple Mega Man games. Oh, so what it was, okay. I'd beat it, then he'd beat it, then we get another one. I'd beat it, he'd beat it. Oh, but for okay. for this one, he'd beat. It, he's like, oh, well, I'm gonna try it again. And I'm gonna try it with a different met. I'm try it with different chips. I'm gonna try it with different <coughs> things. Oh, he, yeah, he, he, yeah. Just, he stuck with it. Yeah, I was just, I'm like, all right, loser. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's the one game where I could just get lost. I mean, I don't know if it holds up as as good as. As it did back if then, it, but if it is it, if it if, if it is one of those games, it it, it definitely up. will. It'll hold up. That, okay. That's that's me with Mario Kart 64. That's how I am with Gold and Silver, with, yeah. with Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. Those are my favorite Pokemon games. With Gold and Silver, Gold and Silver. Not not even freaking Red. Red and Red, red and Blue, Blue is forever gonna be Goat in terms of like the series. Cause that's that's what made me fall in love with it. But it was Gold and Silver where I was I wasn't new to it anymore. So like. Yeah. I fell in love with red and with with red and blue, cause just cause it was new and it's like oh shit. So the first gen Pokemon are forever gonna be like oh these. yeah they're amazing yeah and then second gen that's my Pokemon game yeah Gold and Silver that's the one I remember I'm like I, I remember wait I remember the waiting for it I remember like I I I go to the first gym I pass it cool had handed it to him he'd go from the first gym do whatever beat the second gym then he handed it to me and then I go from the second gym to the third gym. And it, that's, that was just that was our that was our game. We had gold, silver, and crystal. Nice. The sweet coon, right? Sweet soon or sweet coon? I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Crystal. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, sweet uh, crystal. You know what made it for me? Like red and blue and yellow. They weren't yeah. in color. Yeah, they were in color. They were in color. 
And the minute it turned from that to gold and silver, everything was in color. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was blown away after you beat gold and silver. You're like, wait, I can go back to Kanto and do yeah. all eight badges with my new boy? Hell yeah. That you, was a dope You're part. like, what the fuck? Forgot about that. Yep. Yeah. And then you're like, why is, why is Brock's Onyx level 60? What the fuck? <laughs> Why is this digging at level 74? Did you guys train your Pokemon equally? Or was always the the, the, the top two are like my 20 for, levels gap between your for, other three Pokemon? For gold and silver, yes. For every <laughs> other Pokemon game, no. <laughs> I remember gold and silver. At one point, my whole team was just legendary. So I'm like, all right. They're all the like, cause like it was like it was like that. Like I really said, like my my for alligator was fucking level sixty four. Yeah. Then my second one command was like level thirty three. Then like twenty nine. <laughs> I was like fuck. So then I'm like, all right, all this legendary, all these legendary is level fifty. For alligator is level fifty seven. It fits. All oh, this one's fifty. So like, it'd be for alligator, and then it'd be like Susan or like Entei or whatever. Yeah. Snorlax level fifty. Are, are we the weird history we tells podcast right now or? Is this a fucking... Or Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power. Nintendo Power. Today's sponsorship is based on... (laughs) All right. And you said this earlier. Video games improve your decision-making skills. Most video games require fast reactions, especially FPS games. First-person shooter. For those of you that do not know what FPS games. Yeah, first-person shooting games. Call of Duty. And, yeah, Call of Duty. Call of Duty... Call of Duty. No, no, it's Battlefield. Like Halo, Battlefield, Call of Duty, 007? right? Double seven, yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. Some of them, yeah. some of them. Because I remember some of them were like third person shooter. Goldeneye. Go. The pause screen. Of Goldeneye. The pause screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So again, they require fast reactions and split second decisions that can mean the difference between virtual life and virtual death that's why like you stated earlier about me and halo it's these little quick decision making that i had to make in order to either live or die or fucking what's that game that you and fucking ralph played but that was the fps but no yeah that's a fighter game as well right morris catcom 3 that's a perfect example yeah, of also- fast fast reaction yeah. and memory yeah because you gotta yeah. know your fucking yeah. combos you have to know your opponent as, almost as well as you know your character. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're thinking ahead, and at the same time, the present. You have to be present while thinking ahead. It's it's. Yeah. So I think yeah, that's another great example. Fighting games, right? Right. Especially fast-paced ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just anything Like I kind of I kind of hate the fact that I was introduced. To that fighting game first, oh, yeah. of how fast paced, right? Like you yeah, play Street Fighter, to com- yeah, yeah, Mortal Kombat trilogy. Yeah, see, but I, I didn't play it like yeah. how I played. You know, here I had my fucking joysticks and shit. Right now, if I, I play I, Street Fighter, I forgot Fight- how balls deep you were into that game. Yeah, yeah, and then I just couldn't play any other fighting game. Fighting game, Street Fighter. Fuck, get no. it? It's technical as fuck. But it's so fucking slow. Yeah. A five-hit combo, people are losing their fucking mind. Oh my I like five-hit combo. What the fuck? That's two buttons in the, in the fucking uh, <laughs> uh, fucking uh, Morris Camcon, yeah. you know? 
and there wasn't like that much aerial combos yeah, yet. Yeah. Everything's all ground. Yeah, down. so I kind of hate Ralph for that for introducing me to <laughs> that fighting first. Then, yeah, I still I can still hear foot dive. <laughs> foot, foot dive, foot dive, foot dive. Yeah, yeah, sweet old Doctor Doom. That cognitive neuroscientist at the University of Rochester in New York found that these games give players brains plenty of practice for making decisions in the real world so it's a positive transfer researchers suggest that action-oriented games act as a simulator for that decision-making process by giving players several chances to infer information from surroundings and forcing them to react accordingly which is true nice. and last but not least did you know that video games keep you happy in old age. Now, researchers from North Carolina State University looked closely at our aging population to see if there was a link between playing video games and mental well-being, aka happiness. They found that the senior citizens who had, who said they played video games even occasionally reported high levels of happiness or well-being those who did not play video games reported more negative emotions and were more likely to be depressed now it's unclear what exactly is behind this link or if the relationship is even casual but as a gamer myself uh -huh. although there is some stress while playing certain games but at the end it brings me happiness and it brings me comfort do you think in that study they had you know all the people that played the video games were a lot happier than the people who didn't? Mm. Do you think because if you're gonna play video games, you have to have even a little bit of of a kid still in you? You know what I mean? In order for you to want to play it? Yeah, of course. So with that, because of you having that little kid in you at an old age, you're able to have more fun. You're able to play around even if it's away from video games because you still have that little kid in you you could as an old person you have a little kid maybe you pull little pranks or you tell little jokes compared to other people who don't have that little kid in them mm. they're always just serious you know what i mean absolutely do you, think, do you think that's what it is it's just like oh because he's a little a, a little less mature he's able to have you know how you know how they always say it's always the smartest people that are the most depressed and it's the dumbest people who are always the happiest yeah yeah because the people that are the smartest are more aware of things things of that nature that's why like the dumbest people like dumb, well dumb people in terms of like things that they know like they're always the most happy that's why right. you find the most shallowest people or like the people who don't have conversations always happy at a bar they're always going out it's just because like they're in the present and they're happy because they're they're not thinking about what's gonna happen next week or they're not thinking about the world they don't know what's going on they're just focused on the present and I, I think that's kind of the same mindset where as a little kid kind of you're like oh I, like even though I'm in this boring place I can still have fun because I could Pull pranks. I could do this. I could still have fun. You know, things of fucking that nature. Yeah. As opposed to the other people who are just always growing up. Yeah, absolutely. Hundred percent agree with you on the part of having that little kid still in you. Uh huh. Because I know a lot of people my age or even younger than than me, right? That that like shame people who still play video games. But you can tell that their social skills, uh -huh. the way they they are brought up, and the way they act, it's just so negative when it comes to interaction. Okay. Right? 
I get it. Everyone has a different sense of humor. But someone who still has that little kid, like you said, in you, you'll laugh at the dumbest thing. Right? Oh, absolutely. And that will make you happy. While others, right, they're so, they're so in a rush to grow up and have that mindset where it's like, I'm an adult. I can't enjoy these things anymore. I feel like I'm right? seeing less of that now than I was growing up. I feel like growing up, like the older kids, yeah, were so in a rush to get older Bro. that all the stuff that we do now at that time would have been seen like, you still do that? Like, what the fuck? Yeah, but but I I there has to be a balance as well, right? Mm-hmm. Video games is also considered a great uh, uh, um, people get addicted to it. Yeah. And it can bring so much negative into the world yeah. if you get uh, so addicted to games and not uh, uh, pursue anything else. Yeah, because at right? the end so of the day, so there has to be a balance between your yeah. reality yeah. and your virtual reality. That usually depends on the person. That, that's not that's not a video game thing. That's a person thing. Yeah. If someone's addicted. If someone got addicted to video games, that person that person has an addicting that person has an addicting personality. And if it wasn't video games, they, they would have gotten addicted to something else. Because I know people. I, I have friends like that. I had I used to have coworkers like that. Yeah, who were super who were super obsessed with video games and then they got into a relationship and then they got obsessed with their motorcycle. It's the exact same obsession, but it's mm. more grown up. And it's gotcha. like, like now they got obsessed with their motorcycle. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So people who get addicted to that, people who have negative, who who have negative connotations with the addiction of video games, oh. is that person, it has nothing to do with the video games. It's that person who, like my brother said, who has no balance, who is just like, that's that's gonna be my thing. And, you, and, you, and usually, yeah. people whose personality is one thing. That's you're like, oh, like, those are usually the people that you find the ones that are kind of unbearable. The ones that are those are the gatekeepers. Those are the people that are like, oh, you play those video games. Oh, you do. Oh, you. Oh, you're a. Oh, you're a console player. Like those are the assholes. You're like, oh, that's all. Oh, that's that's your whole thing. Your whole identity is your PC gamer. That's what you revolve your whole personality around. Like, oh, go fuck yourself. All right. Before we end this episode, what you got? I want to play a little game with you guys. Oh. All right. Or my inner child is gleaming or stressing. <laughs> so when it comes to talking about facts, none is more true than the fact that death is around every corner. Oh, that's so fun. And this rings especially true for some of the following people whose death was caused by everyday items. So let's play a little game. I will give you guys a list of everyday items, and you guys have to guess which one of these items caused someone to die. Ready? Let's do this. Leroy Jenkins. So up first, I'll make you guess four at a time, and you guys have to guess. Good. Molten chocolate, deodorant, soup, or a bale of hay. Which one of these caused someone to die? Molten chocolate, deodorant, soup, or bale of hay? Actually, what do you think? I think deodorant. Sounds ridiculous. All right, deodorant. You read my mind, but I'm going to say a ball of hay. There you go. Moses ain't that ridiculous, but I just want to go for it. The owner. Yeah, You're freaking ridiculous, son. Yeah. What? So, 
16-year-old Jonathan Capewell of Oldham, England, died in 1998 after suffering a heart attack brought upon by his over-sellousness personal hygiene. Capewell became obsessed with smelling fresh and covered his entire body in deodorant at least twice a day. What? At the time of his death, the teen had 10 times the lethal dosage of propane and butane in his blood. It is believed that what type gas of deodorant is this? It is believed that the gas is built up in his body following months of repeatedly spraying himself in the bedroom of his home. This is deodorant like oh, ac- oh. Axis deodorant he would Oh, okay. I was thinking like stick on. No, he, yeah. he no, he, he would put stick twice all like three, four times a day. But this but, one was a spray on one. Well both. Oh. The coroner reported he was not indulging in any form of substance abuse. He was simply overcome by the excessive use of antiperspirants. Believe it or not, 10 years later, the same thing happened to a 12-year-old boy in Nottingham. Fucking 12? What? Group number two. Fire hydrant. A beard. Hair extensions. Or a toilet. Which one of these caused a death? Fire hydrant, a beard, mm-hmm. hair, hair extensions, extensions or toilet. toilet. I started off with you actually last time. Wow. Josh, what do you think? Hair extension. I was going to go for that one too. But I'm going to go for toilet. I mean, you guys go for hair extensions. You guys nah. have to choose. Sure. Make it more fun. Toilet. Toilet? Toilet. Hair extensions. Mm. Good choice. Good choice. One minute, 34-year-old Natasha Graham was letting her hair down and blowing off steam at a club. And the next, she was dead because of her hair. Whoa. That's fucked up. <laughs> In May 2011, Graham had been dancing all night at a club where her boyfriend was a DJ at. When she was getting, upon arrival at home afterward, she immediately collapsed and then died a short while later. Pathologists determined that Graham was likely killed due to a reaction caused by her latex hair extensions and the glue used in the application. No. Damn. That's a shitty way of going out. Traces of glue. Beauty kills, bro. Seeped into her bloodstream after she was after she started sweating on the dance floor, poisoning her. Damn. So it just started seeping through. The glue just seeped in. She started sweating. Her pores opened up. She put a little too much glue. The glue went inside and poisoned her. Fuck. You hear that, girls? Don't do it. Group C. That's fucking sad. (laughs) Golf club. Toothpick. Scarecrow. Or a dessert spoon. Fuck, sounding like me now. The fuck? Say it again. Golf club. Okay. A toothpick, a scarecrow, or a dessert spoon. Look, all these sound ridiculous. It's not a golf club. Golf club? It's not. Oh. He <laughs> said golf club? All right. <laughs> I'm going to say scarecrow. Okay. I'm going to say toothpick. Toothpick? Neither. What's up, bro? Trying to play footsies or what? Oh, pow, pow. F- what? Scarecrow. Really? Nice. Damn. 50-year-old Argentinian shepherd Jose Alberto's What's body 
Are you afraid of the dark? What? No, no. Are you afraid of the dark? What's it called? Scary stories. Scary stories to tell in the dark. There you go. Tell me. I was like, yes, I am scared of the dark, <laughs> but what does this have to do with anything? I mean, tell me. Tell me what you need to so tell me. So, 50-year-old Argentinian shepherd Jose Alberto's body was found naked in bed with a scarecrow. Hmm. Police spokesman Rodolfo Moore said, I initially thought there were two bodies, but then I realized one was a scarecrow wearing lipstick and a long-haired wig. What? Alberto had attached a large dildo to the oversized Halloween staple. The man died during sex with a scarecrow, said the policeman. <laughs> Wait, what? what was the cause of death? They just said he died having sex with a scarecrow that he put a big-ass dildo on. He just had a... Probably ruptured his anus. He was so excited, climax, and had a heart attack and died. That too. Option B. I don't say that poor son of a bitch, but maybe he he climaxed right before he died. You know what I just realized reading the story? The most intense climax. So makes a lot more sense. I read Scarecrow. I saw Scarecrow, but I just thought Crow. I was like, how the fuck did he put a wig on a crow and attach a dildo <laughs> to it? But then I realized a scarecrow was the whole. All right. Hmm. Last group. Fantasy. That's a disturbing image. <laughs> Underwear. Okay. Taco Bell sign. Oof. Carrot juice. Or cell phone. Not cell phone. I'm going to say not carrot juice. I'm going to say Taco Bell sign. Yeah. I'm going to say underwear. He got the most atomic wedging in the world and he died. Moses? Underwear. (laughs) (laughs) People have been murdered with guns, bats, knives, and poison. But rarely are undergarments used as a means of taking out a foe. So in 2013, a man in Oklahoma did just that. When he ended his stepfather's life by way of atomic wedgie. Really? What? Damn. Shut the fuck up, for real? Bradley Davis, 34, admitted to killing Denver St. Clair in the heat of passion while defending myself in a fight that got out of hand and went too far. Davis said he knocked St. Clair unconscious and then pulled the elastic waistband of St. Clair's underwear over his head and around his neck, asphyxiating him. Damn. <laughs> Oh my god. That's the ultimate atomic wedgie, bro. That's every kid's nightmare, dude. So, ri- lifted it, tied it around his neck. No, he just pulled the. Yeah, over, like over his head? Over his head. Boop, like that? Yeah. His Stretched head. it out Damn. from back to front, slapped it on. That's it. And he died from what? Asphyxiation. Well, he was knocked out to begin with, too. Yeah. That's some thick undergarments. Death by wedging, huh? Death by wedging. Huh. Do, you, do you guys want to know something that's even crazier? What's up? Crazier than that? Crazier than crazier that? Crazier than my guess? Crazier than that your was guess? a pretty crazy guess, bro. Crazier than that? It was. What? Every item I named cost someone to die. There were no wrong answers. So Wait, I what? Said deodorant, soup, bale of hay. They all killed somebody. Toilet, fire hydrant, beard, toilets. Hair extensions killed somebody. Golf club, toothpicks, scarecrow, desert sp- uh, dessert spoons killed somebody. 
Every single one of them. You know what? Somebody. I found it funny that you got one, then I got one, then you got one, then I got one. Motherfucker. So, who won me or? Technically, we're at a tie. Fuck that. My guess was amazing. My guess was amazing. I'm good. So, yeah, that was today's episode. Today's episode was a lot of did you know. Hopefully, you guys now know a lot more than you did. Bunch of useless information. But now you know. No, this is. Actually, we got some good ones. We got Video like, game ones. I think those were the most useful ones. Those are the most useful. Thank you for that. Yeah, me and you, we just. I, I just bullshit. Sur- survive a bear attack. Um, so, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed this ridiculously long episode. Um, hope you guys had a wonderful holiday. Hope you guys had a good. Good uh, Christmas. Hope you guys started the new year off right. Yep. Um, and I hope you guys, like I said, enjoyed this episode. Do you guys want to know some of the things? you guys wanted to see some of the things we talked about today? Like the tumor with teeth or whatever? Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Weird History. Uh-huh. Eerie Tales Pod. And uh, join us next week as uh, we're going to make a trip uh, to Springfield. So if you guys don't have anything else to add, we are the Weird History. Evie Tells Pod.